This episode is brought to you by 2 Before Performance Nutrition. 2 Before is a natural sports performance supplement made from New Zealand blackcurrant berries. There's a growing body of evidence behind these berries for improving endurance and kickstarting recovery. With a sweet and tangy berry flavor, you can mix it in water, juice, sports drinks, and smoothies. For optimal results, drink daily 30 to 60 minutes before training. Use code INDIANA30 online at 2before.com for 30% off 20-pack products and free shipping. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Indiana Runner podcast. My name is Josh Puccinelli, and this is my portion of the podcast where I sit down with some of the best coaches and athletes from around the state, past and present. We discuss the highs and lows of their running or coaching journeys, the key insights they've gained along the way, and often dive into the bigger picture beyond the course of the track, the things that make them human, not just elite runners or coaches. The following is a conversation with 2023 North Central graduate Nate Colleen. Nate is a two-time All-State finisher in cross-country, finishing seventh his senior year and two-time All-State finisher in track and field, winning the 800 his senior year. Nate is 11 hundredths of a second off the Indiana High School all-time list with his state winning time of 151.84. Upon graduation from North Central, Nate has made the unfortunate decision to join the Hoosiers of IU. During this conversation, we cover his start in the sport, transitioning coaches, focusing on the 800, adjusting his training after his junior year, all things state his senior year for cross-country and track, what he's looking forward to at IU, and much more. I've seen Nate race countless times in meets where we were both at. He's always struck me as a guy who isn't afraid to stick his nose in with the best guys in the state. I really enjoy getting to sit down with him and deep dive into his mindset approaching each season and each race. As always, hope you all enjoy this conversation as much as I did. Without further ado, I give you Nate Killeen. All right, Nate, welcome to the Indiana Runner podcast. How's it going? Good, how are you? I'm doing well. Thanks for asking. Uh, how was your summer? Did you do any travels? Do anything fun? It was great. I, I kind of did a lot of traveling, actually. Um, I went down to Florida with a couple of my buddies like the week after state. And then in like late June, we, me and a couple of my other buddies, we went on a little road trip. Um, and stayed with my grandma in New York and then we stayed with this girl that we met online from Massachusetts which is like a whole long story but we went out to Cape Cod um, and then me and my family we went to Greece at the end of July so a lot of travels. Dang that's awesome do you enjoy traveling? Yeah we I love it my family and I travel a lot together so yeah. That's cool did you have a, a favorite spot or a favorite I guess highlight of the all the travels i mean it had to be greece greece was so cool yeah. um it was really awesome um yeah on the naxos was probably my favorite spot on that trip um but it's hard to pick a favorite you know <laughs> yeah what's the weather like out there right now really hot it was yeah it was okay. <laughs> mid to high 90s every day yeah was it like a senior trip kind of thing or do you guys go far often um, it was kind of on my mom's bucket list, actually, and she just kind of made it happen. So, yeah, probably also paired with a senior trip. But, um, yeah, there we go. Cool. I uh, appreciate you coming on the podcast. I'm excited for this. Yeah, we uh, start off every episode with what's called tier talk. So we rank our top three in a certain category. This week is going to be sodas requested by you. Um <laughs> 
Are you a big soda drinker? Like, how often do you drink it? I am a soda fan. I I do drink a lot of soda. Okay. Or is it soda or pop to you? I've never been a pop. I've been never been one to call it pop. I always just call it like soda. Yeah. I've, is that never... is there a southern thing or where is where is pop? <laughs> I feel like it's like a northern Midwest thing, like Wisconsin, Minnesota. I feel like they okay. might up there. That feels right. Nice. Um, do you want to go first? Do you want me to go first? You can go first. Okay. So all my three favorites are all kind of similar. Uh, yeah, they're pretty similar. So my number three is I almost put just classic Coke because it's just the OG, you know, uh, but vanilla Coke, a little, a little spin off of that. So it's just uh, adds a little like creaminess to the, the original Coke that I like. Definitely. definitely. <laughs> number two, uh, Dr. Pepper. I I don't know what it is about it. Actually, I think this is maybe my sophomore or junior year of high school. Went with my family to uh, was it to Atlanta, somewhere in Georgia, where they have like the Coke uh, like factory or museum or whatever. And you there's a section where you can try different sodas from around the world, and every other one was disgusting. I I think we might just be like kind of conditioned to like the sodas that we do. Uh, do you ever like think about like? how unnatural soda is i can't say that i do normally i just drink it and enjoy it i'm like this tastes great yeah that's fair that's fair uh but number two is dr pepper uh i just like the the bite to it so it's got strong flavor then number one similar is uh mr pib like it's pretty similar to dr pepper but maybe a little little smoother so those are my top three what about you Nice. My three is Dr. Pepper. I think you can't go wrong with a little Dr. P. Um, <laughs> my number two is Cherry Coke. Um, nice. Similar to your vanilla Coke, but I just love the Cherry Coke. And I work at the Greeks Pizza near my house and we have a Cherry Coke out of the fountain. So like, I just, I love Cherry Coke. But my number one, I'm a root beer guy till I die. Root beer. Is hey, my- let's go. I've had a, probably an obscene amount of one dollar large root beers from mcdonald's since i got my (laughs) license um because i mean it's just so hard like i'm driving home from school i just had a had a big day of practice so i'm like man i want a root beer right now so i yeah (laughs) is that barks is that what say that again oh no uh i don't really even care about the specific one honestly i just like root beers root beer (laughs) there we go um so do you work at the greeks uh, off college Greeks at Sober, yeah, it's 49th in college. Okay, for, I've been there a couple of times. Actually, yeah. I live in Broderpool, so probably like pretty close to you. Oh, yeah, so so bro, Southern Broderpool, that's what we call it. <laughs> there you go. I love Greeks. It's a, a great spot. Um, So our second icebreaker, if you will, is what's called car talk. Uh, the gist of it is kind of the random thoughts you have in the car, shower, on a run, when you're alone, basically. So my serious one, and I don't know if this is going to make any sense. I was like, I struggled to even like write it down, <laughs> but so like, so you like the things that you like because you're you. And I often think like, I'm glad I'm me because I like to run. I like to read. I like to watch this specific thing do this specific thing but if i was 
someone else, I would like the things that they like, and I wouldn't think about <laughs> running or the things that I like. I, I don't know. I just think about that <laughs> sometimes. Like, I'll, I'll be like, Damn, I'm glad I, I enjoy running. But if I was someone else that liked other things, then I'd like those things. And I wouldn't really think about running. So that is what I've been thinking about. That, that <laughs> reminds me of the – yeah, I totally get what you're saying. That yeah. reminds me of the, the Dave Matthews song, Dancing Nancy's. Do you like Dave Matthews' man at all? Uh, I'm not super – I like know who they are, obviously, but I'm not like super into them. All right. Yeah, I'm a big Dave Matthews band fan. Shout out my parents for that. Um, But <laughs> – he has a song dancing nancy's and it's like could i have been anybody other than me and it's kind of like that it's like you could have been something else but you'd still like who you are because that's your identity and yeah so that's interesting i like that perspective yeah i think especially for running and like you probably know this even better than i do but like when you're like when you're in the thick of training like you there's nothing that you would nothing that could happen that you'd give up like a day or a couple days of training. Like you're like, I just couldn't imagine not running and giving up this fitness, giving up my goals. But there is like a, an alternate universe, I guess, where like you're you and you don't like running and you're like, okay, with not doing it. I don't know. So it's interesting to think about. And then sure. less serious, um, which actually this may be more serious, <laughs> but I often think about it if I was like the last person on earth like i would just be done for like i could probably survive a little bit but i just have no like real relevant skills to even if there's like maybe like 10 of us left i could probably contribute a little bit but like just no real relevant skills to like surviving or rebuilding society so <laughs> there's my less serious one um is there anything you've been thinking about for the past couple of weeks I a serious one I guess I like as I've met so many new people you know coming down to Bloomington and stuff like you know I've been thinking about like who are the people that you want to spend time with and like really value their friendship and like I don't know I just feel like kind of a testament to that is like if I was just like sitting out on a lawn chair with like a couple guys or like a girl like who would I want that to be and like who can you have comfortable silence with and it not be awkward and like those are kind of the people that I want to spend my time with and be around or you know what I mean like yeah I guess that's my most serious one and then like less serious I just like I like pineapple on pizza and I don't really understand how people don't because I think it's so good (laughs) it is so good I'm definitely like I am the kind of person that I'm like fairly picky but the things I like I'll just like mix and match and like, yeah, pineapple. I like it alone. I like it with other things. Um, so I guess like jumping forward quite a bit, but how has the first week of IU been? Um, you be able to meet people. Obviously, I'm sure you're running with with the guys, but how's that first week been? Yeah, it's been good. <clears throat> um, you know, I love the guys on the team, and um, that first week that we moved in, you know, there wasn't classes or anything, so it was kind of just like events and meeting people and getting training in with the guys and yes it's been a a pretty smooth transition um moving down to bloomington nice what uh what's kind of your role in like your friend groups are you are you the kind of guy that like 
brings everyone together? Are you out talking to everybody? Are you kind of like down for whatever, but I'd rather chill in my room? Like where where do you fit in in the college scene? Um, I like we've definitely I've definitely been having guys over to my room a lot. Um, we've been running some poker nights. Um, because nice. a, a lot of my friends from my high school came here too. Like two of my best friends live in the same dorm as me, so um, I kind of like I have so many people that I'm already familiar with, and then also I'm meeting new people from classes and like social events, and then also the guys in the team. Um, so. We've definitely had some guys over for poker night, and that's kind of a way to meet people like kids on the dorm floor just walking by. So you're playing poker, ask if they can buy in and like meeting people like that. So. <laughs> I like that. That's cool. All right. So we typically go from the start to the finish, if you will. So we're going to go back in time to the beginnings of your running journey or even life journey. But uh, how did you get your start in running? What are the things we're interested in growing up? What are like the beginnings look like? Yeah, so I think like my first time running was in like, I don't even know. I was pretty young. Maybe I was like six or something. And there was a holiday park, like fun run mile that I signed up for that my parents signed me up for it. And like I ran and I got second in it to I was first behind Ezra Burrell, who I'm sure people nice. in the running world who that is. Um, yeah. And so that was like my first time running. And then once I got to like fifth grade, I joined our cross country team, Midtown Public. I went to CFI 84. So we didn't have like a normal team. It was like a collection of different schools from IPS all just had one team together. Um, and like, you know, I kind of started running and I would just like win races and was fast. And I was like, okay, this is something that I'm kind of good at. But um all through middle school basketball was my main sport that's mm. like to this day I would still say basketball is my favorite sport I wish I was six eight so I could continue <laughs> playing but it's you know I don't really have the build for it um I wouldn't be able to play basketball at IU so you know um and then once I got into freshman year I started taking running more seriously in middle school I would we would just have cross country and like run a couple times a week and that was kind of it um, but then once I got to North Central and started running with the team and taking it more seriously, then that's kind of when I really got into running. Yeah. Did Did you try out your freshman year for basketball? So I played over the summer um, on the freshman team and we would go out to Warren and stuff and play other schools, freshman teams. Um, but I was also then still going to some of the cross country stuff too. Um, and like at the cross country practices, I kind of, like realized I was pretty fast because I was in like the top I don't know five to seven guys with a bunch of upperclassmen and they were like you need to run and I was like <laughs> okay um and then basketball is just like so intense like I don't like going to practice and just like getting yelled at and having to do drills <laughs> and stuff like whereas running it's more you know you you come to practice you get your run and you do your thing it's good, but I don't know, like it, it's less, it, not that it's not serious, but I just like, kind of like the environment better or practices and stuff. Um, and so I ended up not even trying out for it. Um, in the end, I just chose to run instead. Okay. So you realized pretty early on that you had some talent. Were you enjoying it early on too? Like, did, would you, yeah. Did you enjoy yeah, it? I mean, like, I wouldn't, like, I wasn't, 
like a running nerd or anything. Like, I feel like I just kind of was like, oh, wow, like I'm pretty fast. I want to keep doing this because it's, yeah. you know, fun to be fast. Um, and also, like, I didn't really know anything about the running world and like cross country. And we didn't have a track team in middle school. So, like, I'd never done track. Um, but as I kind of learned how high school cross country worked and stuff, then I started to like kind of actually really enjoy running and the process and everything. And like, yeah, it helps that I'm fast and like can do well, but I also just started to like it in general. Yeah, for sure. Is it true or have you found this true in your own life that like it's kind of hard to separate enjoyment and like being good at the thing? or maybe at least improving at it, seeing some improvement. Like, can you last very long, like not being good at something and still enjoy it? Yeah. I mean, like it's, you know, when you're not running well, it's, it can be hard to find the joy in it. Right. Mm -hmm. If you're putting weeks together, but then you're still going out and not finishing where you want to and having bad days out on the course, like, it can be hard to continue to find the motivation and like find the enjoyment in it. Cause you know, when you're not reaching your goals, it's hard to then feel satisfied and enjoy what you're doing. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, it's as long as you're setting yourself realistic goals and know that you're doing everything you can to try and reach them. Mm -hmm. There's not much else you can do. Yeah, absolutely. Was there anything else you're interested in when you were younger? Um, I always liked soccer too. Like that was probably my second favorite. If I didn't play basketball or cross country, I would have played soccer. That would have been like my third. Um, but yeah, as like K through eight, like basketball and soccer were really the main things that I did. For um, sure. So I don't know where I heard this and if it's even true or not, but did you do ballet for a time? No, <laughs> no, you did not. I did not do ballet. I think my sister did but I never did ballet. What? <laughs> that's crazy. That's, that is crazy. How, like how, that's such a specific thing to, well, that would clear that up. <laughs> that's funny. That's, really funny. that's random. Yeah. Did you ever want to do ballet? <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> that's funny. Um, how was the transition to high school? How are the, the early, early years? It was good. So, um, I mean, like I said, our middle school cross country and track, like weren't very serious. Like I would run twice a week in the fall and never run any other time of year. So it was really my first time kind of like actually training and running seriously. But then my freshman cross country season, I got hurt pretty early on. I pulled my hip flexor. Um, so I wasn't able to <clears throat> consistently run really at all I ran like a hokum carom and then after that my first race back was county freshman county which was still right before sectionals back when I was a freshman mm. um, so I kind of just got plugged into racing postseason like right away um, but it didn't even really feel like a transition necessarily it more just kind of felt like I was starting for the first time just because I had never really trained consistently and like been coached and you know had a team to do things with um but my freshman year was a blast like I really enjoyed it um and it hooked me on to the sport for sure yeah it seems like there's a, a transition that runners make where 
like they're they're gonna run on the weekend or on the days off, like no matter what. Did when did that transition happen for you? Was that right away freshman year? Like would you let's say practice was canceled for the week? Are you getting your runs in? Or honestly, that like that transition for me didn't happen until like after my junior cross country season. Um because mm-hmm. my junior cross my sophomore year I had a great cross country season and then um my junior cross country season I didn't make the jump that I wanted to and I finished pretty poorly at the state meet and after that I was kind of like man I don't I don't like this like I know I can be better and I need to start you know taking things more seriously not that I wasn't taking it seriously but like I really started to kind of lock in and hone in and set goals that I wanted to accomplish and like held myself accountable to run every day. And then, um, from after junior cross season, I really found success every step of the way after that. Um, but that's kind of when I flipped the switch, I feel like. Yeah, for sure. Um, it seems like at least throughout the latter half of your track career, you became kind of an 800 meter specialist, or that's kind of what you focused on. Was that a, a natural focus or did you consciously like this is what I want to focus on? Really, it was more of a um where do I think I can finish the highest at the state meet? Um like my sophomore year we I kind of just randomly did the 800 and part of it was because our sectional and regional were pretty weak that year. So I was able to win the sectional and regional as a sophomore um and like get that accolade and like you know be a sectional and regional champ at a pretty young age just because it wasn't a very fast sectional and regional and then junior year you know I knew that Cole was going to be in the 16 and the 32 and that a lot of these juniors and seniors who are really talented cross country and distance guys were going to be in the mile in the 32 um and it was like well the eight feels the most open um so junior year that's what I chose to focus on and I ended up getting fourth, which was a pretty big success. Like I was really, really happy with that. I was kind of just aiming for podium. So to sneak into the top five was pretty awesome. And then after junior year, it was like, all right, well, I was fourth. The three guys ahead of me are graduating. I'm coming back in the eight and going for it. So that was kind of how it went. It was almost just picking the route with the most potential to finish highly at the same meet. This episode is brought to you by Olipop. Olipop is a healthy and delicious alternative to soda. Available in 14 flavors, including cherry vanilla, cream soda, and my personal favorite, classic root beer, Olipop combines prebiotics, plant fiber, and botanical extracts to support your digestive health with less than 5 grams of sugar and 45 calories in each can. Indiana Runner podcast listeners can get 15% off at checkout with code IRPODCAST15. If you'd like to support the podcast and are looking for a healthy and delicious alternative to soda, Check out Olipop today. So the 800 is probably more of a distance event than people think it is, but there's definitely a big speed component. Does that speed come naturally to you? Like, are you a pretty decent 400, even 200 meter runner? No, like definitely not the 200. Um, Like if you throw me in a four by four, I can, I can do it pretty well, but I mean, I'm not going to be able to go split a 48 in an open. Like I'm not that fast. Um, but like I always have, even in cross country races, like the last K, like 
I normally am someone who kind of likes to work from behind and really close hard. Um, and normally have been able to outkick guys the last 200. So I always knew that I definitely had some sprint speed, at least relative to the rest of the distance world. Um, so, you know, talking with my coaches, it kind of made sense that the 800 could be a sweet spot for that. Yeah. So your, your sophomore year, you have a really good cross country season track is, is solid as well. Um, you said you maybe took a little step back your junior year. What do you think led to that? Um, so after my sophomore track season, um, Mark coach Marshall, who's now the girls coach at Carmel had been my coach the first two years. Um, and so obviously he left after that year and we had a coaching change. Um, and there was, it wasn't like there was any problems or anything, but it maybe wasn't, it maybe was a little bit of a bumpy transition, just training wise and kind of figuring things out um, and how to, how to move into the next phase of our, um, of my training and everything and just how the team was going to operate. Um, Cause I really just think I wasn't fit enough my junior cross year. Um, I probably wasn't hitting enough mileage and like, looking back on it I'm like I just uh, the the training wasn't there to be doing the right things and we just hadn't quite figured things out yet um and then after that junior season I kind of had some meetings with the coaches and like mapped out what my training was going to be junior track season and then obviously we saw success there um because I ran a strong mile and an eight and we knew that was working and then from then on we were just kind of locked down what I needed to be doing yeah so you said you're you're kind of a a running nerd track nerd cross-country nerd whatever you want to call it um are you like aware of what what the pros are doing what other schools are doing is that something I know there's kind of different types of, of high school runners there's the ones that'll just kind of show up and do whatever they're told which is is totally fine but there are others that are like a lot more into it which is also great like they know they know what other people are doing, what different types of training there is. Are you, where do you fall on that spectrum? I guess. I don't really know like anything about pro running. Like I don't follow it at all. I was more just like, I don't know. I, I, I don't really know. I feel like I don't really know much about running. I just, after my junior cross season, I was like, I don't want to ever feel that way again, where I just wasn't fit enough. Um, And so like, you know, I have Strava. So I like, literally just went and looked at other guys around the state who were fast, what their training was looking like, what Mm -hmm. their mileage was, what some of the workouts they were doing, and then implemented that into my own training um, for that spring. And that's really it. Otherwise I feel like I don't know much about running. Like some of the guys on my team will like be talking about shoes or people or things. I'm like, I got nothing. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. This is, I don't know. Going off what you just said, why do you think professional running is, I don't know, like obviously NBA, NFL, MLB, MLS are all huge. Like I've, I've always been confused why like basically everyone runs at least at some level, like hobby jogs at, the, at a minimum for most people. But, and like not everyone plays basketball, not everyone plays football, but like the disparity between that and like those who care about professional running is like so big like maybe for you like what is what's lacking in appeal I mean I think like if there was a league 
like if there was a professional track league and there was teams and like you know everybody was on a team like that was named after a city not like a you know um a shoe company a brand yeah yeah Yeah. like it's not very exciting to root for like team nike or whatever (laughs) and like they all just go to like a random event and a bunch of people run and it is what it is but it's not very exciting right like part of why the nba or the nfl or like college football college basketball are so big and have such viewership is because like people from the area root for the team right like you know i'm a colts fan i'm a pacers fan i've been an iu basketball fan my whole life right and it's like you have regional ties to the teams that you root for and like you learn to love the players and stuff so like if there was a professional track league and there was the indianapolis whatever and you know everybody has this favorite 400 runner and like you run it like a high school track meet but had a professional league and there was 16 teams and it was televised and everything but the thing is who knows if that would get any viewership right like at the end of the day it comes down to are you going to make money is the tv company is going to make money or people advertise for it so i just don't know if it's feasible but if you wanted to make it watchable i feel like that would be the best way to do it I think you're spot on. I think I've heard of a similar idea in the past. And I think that's like, yeah, spot on. And if there was uh, like a draft out of college, like you could draft the best right. that like would be track runners. That'd be yeah, super that would cool. Be awesome. Exactly. I think it's also hard because I heard this idea before too. Like you can't have a meet every week, obviously, or, or at least, I mean, you probably could, but for professional runners, especially as you get up in, to 10k or even half marathon marathon you can't do that every week but um i think it was grant fisher actually i was listening to his podcast maybe like a year and a half ago and he tossed out the idea of having like four majors like similar to what tennis um and golf have to kind of just like centralize because like you said like all these pros are running in like random meets all over the place and you don't know when they are so like centralizing the um the meets would be good yeah, four majors. That's a great idea. They should like totally do that. That would be really cool. For sure. Uh, so you said you changed things up heading into your senior year. Did you know pretty early on that these changes were working? You're feeling fitter? Yeah, definitely. I mean, like it was just my like the junior track season. Um, you know, I had a I had a good race at flashes. I ran a good mile time. Um, and then at the Carmel showcase I actually I like got spiked and like cramped up and had to fall out of that that one um yeah but I went and ran some really good 800s and like I could just tell I was like I'm just way fitter right now than I was during cross-country season um so yeah that's kind of when I knew it was working and then senior cross-country season I could tell I was fit I had a great day at Brown County and we were building for the state meet and knew things were going well so yeah yeah. Do you think, would you attribute your senior year success more to change in mileage or like workout approach or really equally as important? Probably somewhat mileage, really. Like I started just doing more easy runs and getting in mileage and like just running slow, but getting it in. And I feel like that really made a big impact because some like during my junior cross season we did a lot of workouts but then like our easy days might only be like four miles and that was kind of it as recovery and we would do a lot of workouts but not a lot of like 
just easy days getting getting runs in um so we kind of started doing a little bit less workouts and more just like seven mile runs things like that um and i feel like that definitely helped a lot yeah for sure that's so like counterintuitive isn't it like you would think doing more workouts doing more fast stuff would help you and i think we're like it's easy to get in trouble is when especially when you're running in a big group it's easy to like start pushing each other but those easy days going like 6 30 or like just re- like really pushing it and not letting yourself recover but i think you had like a really smart approach of taking those easy days easy getting the mileage in um i don't want to i we're gonna go back just a little bit but i'm curious how the covid season was for you like what did i guess would be your freshman year track season what did that end up looking like uh what do you remember about that time really i like i just ran with two of my buddies from the neighborhood who like one of them was on the cross country team and like senior year he ran like a 17 flat type um so i ran with him a lot and then our other buddy who ran or who played soccer like he wasn't even a runner but he just started running with us and we just kind of would like our our covid days were really pretty fun like we would just <laughs> we would stay up till 4 a.m playing video games we'd wake up at noon we would run <laughs> and then we would like go play wiffle ball and like that was our day every day all summer. <laughs> awesome. so, yeah that was that was it but I mean we were we were running a lot we didn't even really do workouts like because they weren't really like fit it was, it was <laughs> we just kind of would like jog around and hang out but you know we were we were getting runs in and sometimes we would go down we live right by Butler so sometimes we would get on their track and just like do an all-out mile just for fun and like things <laughs> like that that's awesome that sounds like it was, a, it was a good time not not too much pressure during that time yeah no I mean we weren't racing and like we would I would occasionally talk to coaches but like we were kind of just doing our thing and it was fun yeah yeah and it like in just life in general everyone was trying to figure out what the heck was going on so it, it was a good yeah. time to be a 15 year old with no responsibility <laughs> yeah for sure absolutely so senior year cross country what uh heading into state what were you thinking what were kind of your expectations what did you think you could get all that good stuff yeah so <clears throat> excuse me my my goal was top 10 um but I knew I could finish anywhere as high as fourth, I felt like was my max. Um, Cole and Tony and Cam were untouchable. Um, I felt like, you know, those three were, nobody was catching them unless they fell type thing. Um, but then everybody else felt like they were a feasible goal. If I had a perfect day, I think I could have been fourth. Um, but I was really happy where I was in seventh um, finishing there also like strategy wise, um, my junior year, um, the coaches kind of were like, you know, let's get out, let's get in the front, um, you know, being the top 20 at 2k and hang on there. Cause I was 15th as a sophomore. So a natural progression would then be to be higher up than that. Um, that kind of burned me, especially not having the fitness that I needed to looking back. I got to two and a half K and I was cooked. I had nothing. And I was just dying, walking in across the line. Um, And I've kind of learned that that racing strategy isn't what works for me. So senior year, I was like, 
I want to be in 50th at the K and I'm fine with that. I'm comfortable with that and know that working my way up is what I need to do. Um, I think I was in like 19th or something at 4K and like I knew just stay comfortable and I can close well. We know I have the closing speed. So as long as I'm in a position where I'm feeling okay with a K to go, I feel good about my odds to get up in the top 10. Yeah. That takes a lot of trust in yourself, especially early on. If you're back at 50th or 60th, you've seen the leaders kind of get away from you. Did you feel like comfortable throughout the whole race? Did you feel like, okay, I know I can get back up there, even though I'm back a little ways now. Yeah. And that's part of it too, is I've always found a lot of value in setting realistic expectations, right? Like I didn't go into it thinking, oh man, if I have a great day, I can go win today, right? Like, no, it's not going to happen. So knowing, okay, I'm looking for 10th, not I'm looking for first can definitely help you feel a lot more comfortable. And then also just knowing, I mean, like the first K at Laverne, everybody gets out so fast because it's just downhill. And there's so many people who have no business being in the top 50 who are up there and you know, they're going to come back. So I would say, yeah, I felt comfortable the whole time. I, you know, had my eyes on where I wanted to be and just slowly was working my way up at the pace that I needed to. Yeah. So when you're in the middle of the race, are you like kind of observing the guys that are ahead of you around you kind of looking at their body language? Or are you just kind of trusting? Like, I know how good I am. I know where I should be. And I know if I execute my plan, I'll eventually they're going to come back to me. Or are you like kind of seeing it as it, as it goes? It probably depends on how I'm feeling. If I'm hurting yeah. at three K, I'm not looking at anybody else. Yeah. yeah. But if I'm feeling good, I definitely am. I'd say more so even than body language. I'd look at who is around me because, you know, running with the same guys for as long as we have, like I know the top 30 guys in the state and I know what school they go to and I know where I want to or should be relative to them. So if I'm like, oh, I see this dude right next to me at three and a half K, I need to move up or, oh, I am in a good spot or, oh, I'm too far ahead, right? It it just kind of depends. But I feel like it's more a gauge off of who my competition is around me more so than like body language. Yeah, for sure. That makes sense. Um, it's kind of a random question, but you kind of grew up in the age of, of Strava, of smartwatches. Like I... So I graduated from Fishers in 2014, like almost 10 years ago now, which is pretty crazy. And uh, I had a Garmin for like a little bit, but it was like one of the first generations and we didn't have, like Strava wasn't a thing. Um, how much of an impact did just having that, I guess, community of, of people on Strava, get able to see, be able to see what other people were doing? Like what impact did that have on your running? Um. Honestly, I feel like not that much. Like I'll see somebody else have a run and I'm like, oh, cool. Like good for them. Yeah. But I also know like they're on a different training platform and strategy than I am. And mm. what they're doing isn't necessarily affecting what I'm doing. Like if I see someone went and ran, like, I don't know, five miles at 440 pace, I might be like, oh, all right, don't play with them. But like <laughs> right. generally generally i really feel like it it doesn't have that much of an impact um yeah that's a great point like you're i mean no matter what they're doing that's not going to impact what you're doing and i think even for myself like i found it 
more encouraging than, than discouraging. Like it's cool to see when guys have good workouts, good long runs, like whatever the case might be. Um, and it, it's just cool to like, I don't know. Like I said, when I was in high school, I had no idea what any of the other schools were doing and just to be able to see some, I guess, like for you guys to be able to see what other people are doing. It's kind of, it's a cool way to connect different than, yeah. than my, what I had. I think uh, it can I, also be, Oh, go sorry. Ahead. No, go ahead. I think it can also be um, like a little bit of motivation, right? Like if you see someone just cranked out a 15 mile long run at 620, it's like, man, maybe my next long run, I need to push it a little bit harder or something like that. Cause if they're doing these things, maybe I need to be doing these things too type thing. Yeah, for sure. So heading into your senior track season, um, what expectations did you have? I mean, you just ran great at state for cross country. what do you think you could do? So I had, I had um, four goals going in to my senior track season. So one was just win state in the 800 that had been the goal since the day after the state meet my junior year i was circled june 2nd on the calendar that's what we're going for um and then the other three were all um just like time goals because i go to north i went to north central so obviously footsome dominates our <laughs> leaderboard um up in the up in the track house you know so my goal was to get second be top two and everything besides the 800 so that was my second goal was to be number one in the 800 because Footsom wasn't quite mid distance enough um, <laughs> to have the record in that one. So that one was gettable. Um, and then I so was it not to... was it not him? It was not him. It was oh, Chris Graves from 1984. Wow. Um, he ran 52 in the 80s, which is pretty impressive. <laughs> that is really impressive. Um, um, so, yeah, so what was the last goal? And then the the other two were to get second in the mile in the 32. Um, I did get second in the mile. I ran a 413, which was good enough to beat um, 415. I want to say it was Ian Hunter who had second. I'm not 100% sure on that. Um, and then 912 was second in the 32. I got it in the mile. I did not get it in the 32. I, got, I ran a 913. Um, I soloed it. Ben Davis because um, my coach didn't let me go to the Carmel showcase so I didn't get an opportunity to ever really race against competition um, but I, got, I still got third in 32 so I accomplished three-fourths of the goals and the one that I didn't get was probably the least important so yeah so did you have the the 800 record heading into state no I did not um, okay. I was I was third on it going into going into state but I did not have it at the time. Okay. So that, that fateful day, how were you feeling heading into state? Uh, obviously your expectations were to win, but things were, it was crazy, a crazy day, obviously with Martin Barco going 152.7 in the first heat. What were you right. thinking before then? What were you thinking after then? How did the race progress? All that. If you'd like to continue listening to this episode of the podcast, you'll need to subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Indiana Runner. Once you do, you'll get access to all full-length episodes of the interview portion of the podcast, in addition to other subscriber-only content, including extra content on race previews and recaps, book club episodes, the ability to ask my guests questions, and much more. Thanks again for listening to and supporting this podcast. I look forward to connecting with you on Patreon.